Amen, amen. I tell you what, uh, God's moving all the time, isn't he? Amen. Oh, it's only just on this side. God's moving all the time everywhere, right? I thought that's what they said. All the time. And, uh, you know, I just want to take a minute to just make sure that we continue to lift up one another uh, in our church family as well as our world. Uh, Miss Karen's been going through a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of you guys don't know. Tim lost his brother uh, last week. was the last Sunday, suddenly. And uh, so continue to just uh, be with uh, his family and lifting them up as well. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, it's never too soon to tell somebody about Jesus, is it? It's never too soon to know. I'm going to tell you what. And really, that's a lot about what our message is going to be. And uh, so I know everybody had a great week and ready for a better week, right? We're always looking for something better, right? Well, don't get no better than Jesus. Let me just tell you that right there. And so I was just thinking this week, of man, so many changes and stuff. But I look forward to Sunday. Do y'all look forward to Sunday? Man, I tell you what. Look at this crowd. Do y'all look forward to Sunday? Oh, I'm going to blow my hair back. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Man, you guys just come and praise the Lord. Man, I'll tell you what, I think about that each week and I go, God, Lord, you give us an opportunity, you give us a place with air conditioning, right? I mean, I mean, right down the end of the street, these folks had to drive a long way to come here and hear about Jesus today, right? You know, and then they're right there, guess what, they're on the front row. What does that say? They're ready. They're coming anticipating a move of God, and I'm just so thankful for them. And so I just want to share a few things, and I said, you know, isn't it great on Sunday? I said, man, we get to come in here and praise the Lord. Then we get to go to lunch, right? Everybody runs straight out and goes to lunch after that. See, that's... Jesse had a friend over yesterday, and we've been inviting him going to church. And he says, Mr. Chapman, why is church so early? I said, son, I said, we used to go to a church, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. And he said, and some don't start till 12. So we picked 10 o'clock so we could be the first one at the buffet line. He said, oh, that's good. <laughs> like, I'm kidding. When we were praying about it, I said, well, what do you think's a good time? When we get out, we'll be the first one in line. But you know what? I figured that gives everybody an opportunity to get moving around and come here to the Lord. So we get to go eat. Then so how many people get to take a nap on Sunday? Just a little bit of nap? Man, that's good, isn't it? I don't usually get one, but I figured it'd be good if I got one. You know? And I thought, man, look at all this stuff. Man, we get to start that out. And then about 6 o'clock, you get to shovel lift. Preparing for the week, right? You don't even have, you don't, I don't need a calendar. I don't I can tell what day it is when you go to work. How you doing, <laughs> Then you get the Wednesday. <laughs> They're like, we're three days into the hostage situation. We're gonna be out in about two days. You know, they got hope. And they're like, yeah. And then on Friday, everybody's just like, you can kick them in the shin and go, yeah, it's, it's one o'clock, I can take it. Doing it. Oh, it's 3.15, I'm leaving. You know? So we get all wrapped around the calendar, man. But what happens if God was coming back tonight? How would you be? Would you be excited? Would you be going, oh me, oh mine? Would you run and bang on the door and say, hey, I just want to let them know, hey, Jesus is coming back. Right? You, you know you could do that and you wouldn't be telling them a lie. You said, Jesus is coming back. We just don't know when. But you know what? I always tell people, I say, you don't know, you might not know when you're going, but you can know where you're going. And I, I just really, just, with so many things going on in this world, we want to make sure people know Jesus. Amen? And people say, well, what do you preach about? I say, Jesus. What are you going to preach about this week, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, that's it. I always say this, you know, I, I said God's so good, he gave us kind of a name that we can't even say with a frown. You're going to say Jesus. You got to say Jesus. They see all your teeth. If you're from West Virginia, they see both your teeth. Right? I can say that because my people's from West Virginia. Jesse, do you remember that? You see those bubble teeth, right? Jesse got one of those things, paid 25 cents for them and took it to Paul Paul's. 
He said, man, that looks like an upgrade. Can I have them? He thought that was, my dad thought, he said, man, where'd you get that from? That is not, I wish that was a joke, but that's all right. But man, I tell you, we got a lot of hope, don't we? We're always looking for something, uh, something greater, but there's nothing greater than the Lord. And, I, and this week, I want to share a little bit about the message. And, and I wrote, just, just care. And I'm going to tell you how it starts, because I'm listening all the time. Some people do series, and that's fine. But I want to get the pulse rate of what God's doing for his people today. Right? Like the stock market. You can follow a little bit back and forth. Like, I want to know what's happening today. What do you got for us today? Anybody think I get excited about Jesus? You know, my shoes are just going back and forth like this. Because I know that God's going to do a move. Amen? Seen it this week. Seen it this morning. I seen the devil try to rear his hair up. That's all right. Our mixing board broke down everything else. I said, that's all right. The Lord done bought another one. We got one that's got 20 tails. Went out in the truck. Throw another one in there, man. Now, God is always ahead of the crowd. So I was heading to my, my job out at NASA and pulling in there Monday. And like I said, you can see a lot of people like this. Got a great job. Got a job. That's a good thing these days. And I pull in and I have to show the lady, the security guard, my badge. Right? So when I come in there, I always try to give her a smile. And I said, tell me something good. And she looked at me. She said, buddy, why can't people just love one another? She said, I'll go better than that. Why can't we just care? I'm thinking... I don't know what the guy said in front of her, in front of me, but it probably wasn't something good. I don't know. But isn't that the truth? Why can't we just love one another? But she broke it down even further than that. Why can't we just care? And that rattled around in my head, rattled around in my head. I'm going to show you how God worked it out. So we get to our scripture in John 11.35. Jesus wept. Like Tanya said, that's usually the first Bible verse everybody memorizes, isn't it? It's the shortest one. You know, I used to tell the boys, I said, give me a Bible verse. You know, we'd have our little daily devotions and stuff like that. Man, they're ready to jump on that. But I, I want to encourage us always to learn the word of the Lord. If you look on your handout, each week we have a, uh, on the devotion, then we have a memory verse. And so I want to encourage you to check that out. But let's talk about that verse in context a little bit. If you look at John 11, uh, 1 through 45, I, I'm just pulling a few things here to kind of shorten the story. But if, you, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to that. And I, I want to kind of use this to set it all up. But what we're looking at, really what's going on in that story, many people know it, that Lazarus, Mary, uh, Mary and uh, Martha, I'll get it straight in a minute, uh, brother had died. And they know that the Lord was away, and they called for the Lord, and he goes with the disciples. And while he was still a long way off, they come out there and say, hey, Lazarus is dead. And they are upset. Let me tell you, it's sad when you lose a loved one, isn't it? Their hearts were broken. Now, Jesus understands this, and he sees this, and he's filled with compassion. And the Bible said, Jesus wept. Now, he knew that he was going to come back. He knew that he was going to do what he was going to do. But he was moved by the heart of his people. How often are you moved by somebody else's situation, or do you just pass by? When the lady said, why can't we just care about that? Why can't we just care? See, in the body, when the body's hurting, when somebody in a family is hurting, everybody's hurting. You know, I see things going on and, and, and I've had people say, well, you seem, seem a little, uh, you know, I don't know, concerned, I guess maybe the word is. Why are you worried about that? I'm not worried about that. But when I see people hurting, it hurts my heart. When, when we lose somebody, the first thing I, I hope and I pray, if I didn't know, do they know Jesus? Let me tell you something. It pays to ask the hard questions. Do you know Jesus? 
Because just like we've seen in our own families and our church family, we, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. There's another time uh, down in Luke 19, and the Bible talks about Jesus weeping. And this is when he's coming back into town just before the crucifixion. And he looks out all over and he sees people everywhere. And, and you know, isn't it amazing? One day you could be on top and one day you're on the bottom. One day they say, hey, he, he's the king. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Within a week, right? They're saying crucify. Man, things change. But aren't you glad that God never changes? I'm going to tell you, in this world where things change all the time, better hold on to something that doesn't change. And his name is Jesus. And so when I look at that, I looked at both those, those set of scriptures there, like I said, in Luke and also in, in John. And I looked at it and it was compassion. Jesus had compassion because he knew those folks out there were lost. And he wept. Do we have that type of compassion for those that are lost? Do we? You know, we want everybody to go to heaven, right? But a lot of people, this is the problem. A lot of people think they're going. And they don't know what the true deal is. All right? So this is really the, the lead-in to, to my week. And this is the lead-in to the message. And I pray that, you know what, when we think about that, you know that God knows everything. The Lord knows everything. And his heart was in tune to his people. And I said, Lord, help my heart be in tune to those around me. Help my heart first be in tune to you. So I can hear what you want me to do and hear what's going on and adjust my life to be a blessing to you. And I, let me tell you, like I say every week, I'm preaching to me first so that I can be a blessing to somebody else. So I want you to, to, to settle in, and I'd, I'd like to share a little story, if you don't mind. And it starts out like this. God can use everything. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. This week was a crazy week for me. It was supposed to be a light week at work because it was safety week. That means you're just going to go through some classes and... You know, get brushed up and make sure everything's safe. Well, about from, from the time we, we started this week, there's been a lot of things going on. Loss of family, different things like, like that. And uh, folks sick, hospital visits, things like that. But that just goes with the territory. And so on about Thursday, I have to be, I have to be in this class at work. My boss said, you guys will. You have the guys in this class. You will be in this class. Yes, sir. And where I work at, we get deliveries. They look like gasoline trucks, but they're filled with liquid nitrogen and, and liquid uh, nitrogen and ox oxygen. So it's kind of dangerous and stuff, but that's what we do, and that's fine. So I go out to get all my paperwork, getting ready to go to class, and I see a truck that I ordered for the next day coming that day. And my partner goes, <laughs> y'all know that, right? What's he doing here? We got to go. We got to go in about 45 minutes. We got to go. Man, they show up when I don't want them to show up. When I call them to show up, they don't show up. You ever have things like that? You know? So, I see the guy on the truck and he wants to make sure that I see him. He's waving. I got you. I got to suit up in certain equipment. I got to get radios. I got to make sure I got these analyzers and everything. It takes a little time. It's a little inconvenient if you want to be at the meeting at the right time. But I'm going to go ahead and get it. So, I let the guy in. And, and this is the thing, I get to talk to those truck drivers come in anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour when they come in there, two or three times a week. So you start to have a relationship with them. And I notice when my buddy comes in, it's kind of hot that day, and there's a guy named Justin, big, strong, strapping guy. I mean, he's just a big, towering over guy. We're talking about working out and all that stuff. I'm talking about eating out, 
He's talking about working out, you know? And uh, so anyway, I pray every day. Lord, give me an opportunity to share Jesus today. And I had thought about that woman, what she said that morning. Hey, you know, earlier that week, I should say, why can't we just care? And my buddy went to give me the paperwork, and I saw that on his arm. I said, how about that? So you know me. I said, hey, man. Poked it like that on his arm. I said, uh, what's that all about? He goes, oh, that? And that was my first tattoo. I said, good, that's nice. Equipment's loud, De devil's turning the volume up on stuff because he knows I'm going for the judge with anyway. Right? And I said, uh, hey, bro, what does that mean? And he said, I don't know. I guess sacrifice. I said, oh, I know why we're here. Right? The meeting can wait. The meeting is now. Nice guy. I said, what? What do you mean? He said, what do you mean? I said, man, that, that's Jesus on the cross. He goes, yeah, I know. Right? And so I begin to talk to him and I start sharing the gospel. And as I'm halfway through the message, right, relief valves are going on, poo, poo, poo. Everything that you can imagine for me to not tell him the good news was happening. Pump on the truck, and we got hit like this, and I'm telling him, and I'm, I'm pointing to his arm, and I'm pointing to the sky. And finally, everything settled down. I said, well, you know what? I'm not backing off. So I asked uh, the hard question that people don't like to ask. But see, I know time is so short. And we never know what tomorrow's going. I don't care. I want to know, do you know Jesus? And I said, hey, man. I said, I had a buddy of mine last week, two weeks ago, going down the road. Got on a head-on collision, man. Messed his leg up and everything. I said, man, lucky to be alive. I said, you're on this road all the time. He goes, yeah, man. I said, it's dangerous. This stuff we do is dangerous. He said, yeah, it is. I said, if something was to happen to you, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? He goes, oh, yeah, I'd go to heaven. And then I asked the question. Why? He said, I'm a good guy. He said, yesterday, I just helped the guy push the car across the street, man. I said, really? I said, that's amazing. I said, uh, can I ask you a couple questions to see if that's true? You know where I'm going with this, right? I said, man, have you ever lied before? He goes, yeah. I said, well, lying sin, man. I said, have you, have you ever stolen anything? He said, well, a long time ago. I said, no, well, time does not forgive sin. And this is one I always get him with, right? I said, have you ever looked at a woman with lust? And before he could answer, I said, I know you did because you already told me you lied. <laughs> he said, yep. I said, man, look. I said, the Bible said this point that the man once died in the judgment. And you've got to stand before an awesome and amazing, powerful, holy God. And you just told me you're lying, even adulterous at heart, and you've got to talk to Jesus about this. I said, does that concern you? Now, at this point... He was listening because he realized that his works were what? Just the Bible says, filthy works. I said, I used to think the same thing, man. I used to think the same thing until somebody shared the gospel message with me. And I, I said, you know what? And I knew that the Holy Spirit was really working because as soon as I moved like this, he was just like this. If I went like this, his head went like he was, he was on every word. I said, Lord, I'm just riding. God is in control of this thing, Right? And I, I said, you know what, buddy? I said, we thought you were here on the wrong day, but God knows you're at the right place at the right time, aren't you? And I said, what would keep you from giving your life to the Lord? I could see him thinking. 
He was thinking about what I told him. Because the Bible says in Psalm 19, 7, the law is perfect in converting the soul. I didn't beat him up. I didn't grab the King James and start wailing on him. I just pointed him to the law. I mean, the law is not as good as grace. Amen? But the law is used to show you God's goodness. Amen? To show you your need for a Savior. All right? It points us to Jesus. Right? Paul said, if it weren't for the Lord, I wouldn't even, well, the law, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know myself. So I said, I'm going to make sure he understands this. I said, man, I said, driving this truck and stuff, you've got to be careful, man, with your license. Don't you say, yeah, man, I really do. I said, just think if you've got a ticket, man, coming in here today. This is a $10,000 fine. And you don't, you got $10,000? He said, I ain't got no $10,000 on me today. I said, okay, me either. I said, just think, if the gavel was coming down and it was coming down, you're going to be guilty. But somebody you don't even know jumped in and said, I'll pay you a fine. I said, would you say, no, that's all right, or would you embrace it? He said, man, I'd get him to pay that in full. I took his arm, and I said, Jesus paid your fine. He paid it in full. What would keep you, bro? What would keep you from, from walking away from this kid? He said, nothing. Nothing. I said, well, let me tell you what. If this is your prayer, you pray with me. You ask the Lord in your heart, and you'll know when somebody asks you next time. But you know what? Because of what Jesus Christ did for me. And I got to pray for my friend. And he confessed Jesus as Lord. And now we got a new brother in the boat. Give him a little hand clap, amen? It could have been real easy to be too busy. I could have called the company and said, I didn't order that today. I ordered it, you know, for tomorrow. Right? But God was working in that situation. He works all things together for the good. And this is something the Lord told me while I was there. Just as clear as this, this thought comes from my mind and it's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. He's a truck driver. He knows them maps. He knows everything else. He had the road map on his arm the whole time, but he never had Christ in his heart. There's people all over the place. Maybe people sitting here, maybe people going to listen later on. In. They got the road map. They know where the church is. They got a Bible. They read it once or twice, just like Andrew said. Went to a yard sale one time, and, and a guy had a Bible for sale. And she said, what are you doing? He said, well, I read it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I read it all the time, and it's growing, isn't it? What's happening? It's not changing, but it's changing me. It changes us. Prayer changes us. Changes the situation. So I turn around and I thank God for maybe that lady whispering something to keep my eyes open a little sharper that week. I thank God for the Holy Spirit to, to nudge me in that situation. I could have just went like that. I'm not a tattoo guy. I don't care if you got a hundred of them. Doesn't matter to me. Love you all the same. But I, I, wasn't, I wasn't about the tattoo. It was about a crowbar that God used to open the door to that man's heart. And it just happened to be that. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, boy, every time you look at that, think about this. I thought about this driving home, man, and my heart was just, I was weeping. I said, Lord, that man has lifted his child up. I don't know how long he's had this tattoo. And every day he saw that. He's driven that car all over the place. No doubt he saw that. No, no doubt he's looked at it in the mirror. No doubt he's washed it real good and everything else. But he never knew you to the day. Lord, thank you for your grace and mercy. But he knows me. So I called my buddy up. And I said, hey, man. I said, I got a question for you. He goes, yeah. I said, I believe God's going to use you. He said, I'm ready. I said, send me a picture of that tattoo. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> I said, send me a picture of that tattoo. He driving down the road. He said, I'll get it right to you in my next stop. <laughs> and I said, you know what? 
come Sunday, Lord willing, everybody's going to hear your story and how good God is and how gracious God is. And I said, he's already using you. He says, I feel like i got to put something on there. I need to put something on there. I said, well, one thing, brother, you can't add to it. But if you want to put your new birthday on there, that'd probably be just fine too. Right? God came right where he was. On the job. See? God doesn't always... God can move anywhere. But see, some folks just think we got him in this... They think he's in this number nine-seated road here. He can't contain God. Let me tell you, he's in each and every blood-bought believer. And our job is to start the service when we walk out there. This week, I pray for opportunities. I pray for boldness. I pray for us being courageous and a whole lot of compassion and a whole lot of caring, right? And we ain't even got to the message yet. That's just starting. Everybody excited to hear the message now? Give the Lord a hand clap for all the things he does. Man, I can't say enough about my Lord, man. It's a powerful thing. So I thought, well, we'll just take that word care and kind of break it out, you know? And, and just give us something to sink our teeth in. And one of the things, as I was putting this together, the Lord showed me, we're going to use the C. If you got your handouts, you can write along in there. And, and show concern, amen? Jesus had a concern for people. How about us? And I said, man, if Jesus has a concern, guess what? Should, so should we. Do we really have a burden for the law? So I'm going to get a drink of water on this one. I got some another story for Exciting week. They said, you know what? You guys have been running a lot of tests. Things have been going. The, the, the branch head wants to have a big barbecue and everything else. One of, one of the ladies that work in the office said, you guys have been doing real good. Want to, want to have this big picnic party type thing. Food? I'm in. Right? <laughs> I'm in. This lady gets there when I get there at 6.30. She's working. She pulls. I said, can I help you? Can I get it? No, we'll get it, honey. We'll get it. We'll get it. She's doing everything. I mean, the tables are covered. I mean, we don't get that. I mean, we get baked beans and a chicken leg. Well, we're happy, right? Table's covered. Cake. All this stuff, right? The, the week I start my diet. <laughs> Next week's fine, right? <laughs> What's wrong with this week? This week be all right? Right? So anyway, I go there. And uh, she's about serving, man. She's got a friend with me. And they're serving. And, serving. and my guys are a little rough around the edges. I had never heard them say thank you so much. I said, Lord, you were moving up here. And you know what I love when I'm walking up the hall to get everybody there? My big boss goes, uh, hey, man. I go, yeah. yeah. He said, would you, put, would you put the blessing in? I said, oh, you want me to put the blessing in? He said, yeah, would you put the blessing in? I said, sure. I ain't too busy. So we got up there, and there was about five people there. And they was all standing back there. I said, hey, y'all, come on in here. Come on in here. Come on in here. I'll get them in like side beans. And start praising the Lord. And I know the other guys say, man, the expiration date is going to be bad on these biscuits the time he's done, right? But you know what? You take a hold of those moments when you got people in there, right? I know I was praying. I could see him like that. <laughs> My buddy Arnold. Arnold's going like this. But you know what? It's, about, it's just a few minutes to say, you know what? Show concern. Just love on him in the Lord. That's not the story. The story is when we're getting ready to put everything up. I've seen this lady a couple times. I, didn't, I really don't even know her title, but she must be up the food chain, but that's all right. Don't matter to me. I love her all the same. Whatever. Don't I treat everybody, you know, try to treat them good. And she says, well, can I talk to you for a minute? I go, yeah. So I go back to the baked beans. Yes. <laughs> Over to the potato salad. Yeah, would you have something on <laughs> I'm all ears. And she says, uh, I don't know if you realize this or not. I said, she said, I have a special needs child. I go, 
She says, you and your son, over the years, when he was at the other schools, just in high school, he's, he's uh, finishing up, her son is finishing up middle school. She said, you always hold the door for me. You were always asked, even your son, is there something that you needed help with? I just want to tell you, thank you. And I want to tell you, sometimes it gets really hard, but I want to thank you. Wow. Let me tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying Pastor Bud's got it all together and he does everything right. I'm saying this. When we're moved by God, people notice that. I'm saying, you know what? We give God the, the glory for that. This was years ago. This was in high school. He came right, I don't know when this was, but she remembered that I was a safe place. She remembered that I had a concern. She remembered that there was some compassion. And she says, I just want to thank you. I go, praise God. Now, I can guarantee you, you could probably go around the block and find 15 people that I've cut off, right? <laughs> Jump in front of the line in the grocery store and everything else. It's not about money. It's about Jesus. Amen? And I want to just pull that back there. Watch for concerns like the Lord has. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Show compassion. Over and over. I said, Jesus looked at those that were far away to him and had great compassion. I said, friends, there's so many people in this world, maybe in this room or wherever, that can use a smile. They can just use a smile. You ever look at anybody and you look at them and you smile and they just turn around? I, I love driving my little red truck. 42 years old. Man, I love it. I keep shining up and everything else. That thing right there is an amazing tool for the Lord. Going down the road, I saw somebody had a $100,000 car come up and they were beeping. I'm thinking, you can buy about 20 of these. Right? Man, I went to get gas the other day. And I was almost ready to got, grab a guy by the heels. He's all up in my truck. Hey, what, what engine's in there? What's, what the devil? Did you see him when he went by there? The devil went by. And I was like, who is this guy? He was telling me about this. Does it got positive traction? Got to do a real or It's a C46. I'm like, I don't know. I just like it. But then I get to tell him, man, Lord bless me with this truck. Whatever it is that God's giving you, use it further the kingdom. You said as a blessing. I'll just point them back to Jesus. I said, yeah, man, that's good. He said, how long you been working on it? I said, I washed it. He said, did you, did you redo the engine? I said, no, it was like that when I got it. I said, I couldn't take credit for anything. I said, I put a new steering wheel on it. And you know, the only thing the guy said before I told him that, he said, if I, if I was going to do anything to this truck, I'd take that steering wheel off. <laughs> I said, uh, I, I, I just put that on. He said, well, you could probably put you could probably put one of those things around it. You know? I don't want to put a thing around it. That's why I bought it. See, God has a way of using you and keeping you humble all at the same time, you know? But I'm not saying He went all in the same all in the same time, you know? One other story about being humble has nothing to do with this. I remember this when I was rocking and rolling. Never forget this as long as I live. We got a, we got some of y'all heard this, but it just made me think about it. My buddy said, I see y'all playing all over the place. I said, yeah. See, Geno's was packed last night. Yeah. I said, man, they did an article on us in the Rock Flash magazine. He said they did, which is really about like the Buck Road Tribune, 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 I can't even say it. Yeah, there's nothing to it, right? And uh, I was talking to the guy, and I was going on. This has been like 30 years ago. I talked to the guy and everything else, and I was walking along the fence with my flip-flops and stepping in some dog mess. He said, that'll bring you back down to earth, won't it? I said, have a great day. You know? There's some time. I mean, I thought, oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's my picture right there. That's me right there. That's, that's right there. Squash. 
<laughs> he never missed a beat, but that'll bring it back down to earth. I'm going to tell you what, sometimes it's good to, to walk through a few things because I'll tell you what, you really start appreciating what God has done. Amen? I know that's a little crazy, but I just want to tell you, God's got a sense of humor, and he'll bring it, he'll bring it right, on, right on around, man. But that compassion, man, is, is something that we need to have. I think that's something that we see less and less of, and I hope we see more and more of it. Amen? Cultivate a positive relationship, man. I wrote this down last night. I said, be a friend, and you will make a friend more times than not. If you're, if you're the friend, if you are a friend to someone, more times than not, not every time, but more times than not, you'll find a friend, amen? See, a lot of times we don't want to get all involved because we're on our own schedule, amen? It's all about us, right? No, it's about serving, amen? I wrote this down. I said, man, you know what? I'll give you a word on this. Matthew uh, 7, 12 says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. And I wrote this, I said, if you treat folks the way you want to be treated, even if it doesn't work out the way you think it should, you can sleep just fine knowing you did what Jesus asked you to Don't let your whole, and it's hard not to, and I'm speaking to myself first. Don't let the way people respond to you affect the way you respond to others. It's hard. Just keep feeding on the, on the lifeline. Keep feeding on that from Jesus. Did they like Jesus when he came through here? Every now and then when he was doing something for them, people didn't change that much. You go do something for somebody, you're amazing. Oh, I can't that buddy. Tell me, he's so nice. He's all right. And then show up late for something. I can't believe that guy didn't even make it. I mean, you could, you could just go right on down. Again, aren't you glad that God doesn't change? Amen. So spend some time and invest in some people and share some, some Christ with them. It might be listening. It might be just loving them where they are. It might be helping them work on the safe. I don't know. Amen. I don't know. It could be any of those. But I'll tell you what. Share a little compassion. Share a little concern. Amen. So we can represent the Lord. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. We're rolling right along here. I said just ask for the A. Ask God for opportunities. I said ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. I said God has plenty of opportunities for his children. You will not be on the unemployment line in the things of the spiritual nature for Jesus. Amen? He got something he can give you to do. You can pray. Right? You can go. We used to talk about missions. You can either pray, you can stay, or you can give. <laughs> something, you can do something. Right? And all of them are equally important. Never think that what God has given you to do is less than what he's given somebody else to do. Amen? I can tell you what. The best thing I had to do that day when my friend showed up with that truck on the wrong day was to share Jesus. That man hugged me, and I felt like a little rag dog. He just swung me like that. He said, man, thanks for telling me. I didn't know. Man, aren't you glad that somebody told you? I'm so glad somebody told me. Man, I still get excited. I I'll never get over that. I can't get over that God loves us so much that he gave Jesus for us. Right? I love trading and flipping cars, right? I would say, that's not a good deal, right? God said, no, but I can see what you can be. I can see who you are. I, I love you. I can see the end. I can see the finished product, right? But we don't always see that, man. So if rough, the road is rough where you're at, man, just keep on riding. It'll smooth down. God will not let you down, amen? Never, never. And I said this here. I said, with the ask, I said, don't assume someone knows Jesus. 
I could have looked at that, that uh, tattoo on my buddy's arm and go, oh, that's nice. Praise the Lord. And never know if you know Jesus. You know what else I like to do? You know why there's long lines when I go to places? Because I talk to people. My kids don't even like going to the store with me anymore. His dad's going to talk to everybody. I don't care if you're over in the produce department, frozen chicken department over here. I don't care. Don't make no difference to me because I'm going to tell you about Jesus. You know? And so I like going to the, to the checkout thing. You have a girl there, and she's got a big cross, and she's got this on. And I go, oh, I just love that necklace. And they go, oh, you do you like that necklace? Yeah, that's nice. I said, oh, my mom gave it to me. I said, yeah, good. So what does that mean to you? See, ask the hard question. Some will say, it's just jewelry. There's going to be a blockage at, at stall uh, line, line number five there. Right? Hold everything. Hold it. You might want to go over there. Get an express line. Really? It's just jewelry? Man, I thought it was worth a whole lot more than that. God thought you were worth a whole lot more than that. I don't beat people up, but if God has is, is, is given me that nudge to, to share, I want to be ready to share that. But those are just little things that we can do. To share our faith. It doesn't matter. Y'all heard it before. Led somebody to, to the Lord in a drive-thru in McDonald's there with him. Sure did. Don't make no difference. And if you get on an elevator with me, baby, you're going to hear about Jesus going down. Mm, how you doing? Are you right with God? <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I know what's in the basement. Are you right with God? No. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but you know there's opportunities all the time. And then people get in there and they think you're just crazy. And my wife gets mad when I get in. Some of them say, I get in there, I go, what was that? What was that? <laughs> you know. Or if you go on a ride, like a bush guard, you can share Jesus up there too. You start moving, ah, this thing feels loose. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I, I was with my brother-in-law one time on a Ferris wheel. And he kept hitting stuff. And he goes, can we go around like this? We're going around like this, and then this guy behind us, he could hear us talking, right? And he had two little kids, and he goes, he goes, isn't that that guy that was drunk in the parking lot last night? He's working on this. And the kids go, Daddy, don't scare them kids like that. Don't scare them kids like that. But you know what? We think everything's love and dovey, don't we? And I'm going to tell you what, it can be when you know Jesus. I'm not saying that you never have any trouble. I'm saying you won't go through it alone. But I'm going to tell you this. Ask the hard questions, right? And I'll tell you what, allow God to lead. Man. I said, it's not in our strength, but it's in his strength. I mean, we think, man, you know, like when I was talking about that, it wasn't me driving the whole deal. It was God setting things into place and me just being obedient to Holy Spirit's prompting. God gets the glory. God gets the glory. I said, you know what? We need to align our life with his word. That's not a one-time thing, my friend. It's, it's constant. God is always growing and showing, forgiving, supplying grace. Humbling, discipling, all those things. Man, never never give up on growing in the Lord. Amen? I said, man, remember what that guard said to me? I said, why can't people just love each other? And I told her, I said, you know what the, the Lord says, uh, John 13, 35, said, they'll, they'll know us by our love. I've asked this question many times. If somebody went in your neighborhood or your street and they went banging, I need to know somebody that knows Jesus. Would they come to your house? But he said, well, you know what? You know what? Scott man's right down there. You need to talk to him. Think about that if that was the case. I hope they come to my house. Man, all different things. This week, people were having a roof put on their house next door. 
You know, that's trouble for me. Right? You got a roof on the door over there, and I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm pulling in, and the guy said, hey. He saw our trailer that's got the music ministry stuff, and he said, you ever played any music at such and such? I said, no, no I don't think so. Have you played? I said, yeah, we have played there. He said, yeah. And I started talking to this guy about the Lord. And, and he, he was just sharing different things. He gave me his testimony. He told me where he lived. I said, I got a friend who lives on that street. And I told him where he was. And he says, I know that guy. I said, good. You praying for that guy? I said, we need to be praying for that guy. Right? You never know how God's going to bring up a conversation. You never know. Always be willing to testify what God's done in your life. Always be willing. Don't get too busy to tell somebody about the Lord. Amen? Let's keep on going. Now, I wrote here, I said, God doesn't get tired of us asking. Amen? He doesn't get tired of you asking. But what, I said, what do we do when he, when he tells us what to do? Do we rely on him? Let's go to that. I'm going to cut on through here and pick up the tape. Do we rely on the Lord? Rely on the Holy Spirit? I said, you're not alone. I said, don't override with the Holy Spirit showing you. You can do it. I could turn around and say, when that guy was coming through the gate, I don't want to do that. It's hot out here. I don't want to be out there. Tomorrow's a better day. You might not have tomorrow. Don't put off what you can do today, right? For tomorrow. There's a lot of people that probably woke up dead thinking they're going to be there tomorrow, right? You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You really don't. I'm going to tell you what, that's why I say, man, let's just keep this thing rolling. Rely on the Holy Spirit over and over and over. I'm so glad that God's timing is the best. Relate to others. People get this mixed up and they think it's debate with others. They do. They think it's debate. I don't care about dinosaurs. I don't. I don't care about if Adam and Eve were vegetarians. I don't care. Don't matter. I got steak and baked potatoes in my house, right? Hamburger steak, but that's all right. But what I'm telling you is this. Find some common ground and point them to Jesus. Find some common ground with him. Relate. Don't debate. Don't get all upset about that. And then respond to a need. Reach out. I keep turning this back in to the, to, to the fellow there. There's always a need. And I wanted to connect the dots to make sure that my friend knew Jesus. What is God leading in your life? Maybe with your neighbor, maybe with your family, maybe somebody at school, maybe somebody at work or whatever. How is God leading in that? How does he want us to respond to a certain situation? Pray about it. Ask the Lord to go with you in this situation. He's not going to leave you. But I'm going to tell you what, we can rely on the Lord. Amen? So the takeaway from that is relate, don't debate. Just keep on going. Bringing it on home now. Embrace. Man, we embrace a lot of stuff. They want us to embrace a lot of stuff, don't they, in the world? They want us to embrace all this crazy stuff. Well, I don't want to embrace anything that doesn't line up with the Word of God. Amen? That's just it. Because I know He's got the master plan. Because He is the master. I said, you know this? I said, look at this. Oh, I'm getting quick at you. Embrace the love of the Lord and then share it daily. And I think about this. I said, you can't love others like you're supposed to if you don't love the Lord. I can only love you so much if I don't, if I don't have the Lord in me. Because when I have the Lord's love in me, I'm going to forgive. When I have the Lord's love in me, I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm not going to be a pushover. He doesn't call us to be a pushover. But I'm going to tell you what, we're going to stand firm in the things of the Lord. But you know what? We need to embrace the love of the Lord so that we can share the love of the Lord with others. Have you ever thought about that? I'm going to tell you something. Last night I wasn't really thinking about it, but I, I, I told Tim. Um, yesterday, 
I was working on a message. It was 9.33 at night. And I was sitting there, and I was talking to Denise, and I was working on some stuff. And man, I just felt like the Lord was just, just going to show me something. And I said, let's hold on a second. And he said, what's wrong? I said, there's nothing wrong. I just don't want to miss something. I don't want to miss something. And I sat there, and so I just shut the computer down. I said, Lord, what is it? And out of the blue, I started thinking about my grandma. My grandma has been dead probably five years, 22 years at least. Yesterday was the day my grandmother died. 20 years before that, my grandfather died on the same day. And I remember that very clearly because I was still rocking and rolling. And I told y'all the story before where my watch wouldn't cut off. You know, I'm not trying to bring in anything crazy. I'm just telling you, sometimes God will just give you a little nudge and make you think about things. You know? So however that was, I just thought, man, isn't that amazing, Lord, that you would slow down my pace enough just to remind me about a lady that really impacted my life. Man, we get too busy. Don't get too busy. It's the nudge. It's that, man, what's going on here, Lord? What is it? And as I continue to just embrace that, I'm talking about, man, my grandma loved their grandkids. Amen? All grandmas that I know love their grandkids. And don't ask them if they love them better than they love you, because you might not like the answer. And all the grandparents said, amen, right? <laughs> you know, my mother-in-law says, oh, I just love my kids, but I really love my grandkids. What about your son-in-law? She loves me fine, don't you, grandma? That's right. I got it on tape. <laughs> Anybody put up with me all these years, you got to engage others and ask the hard questions because it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. I'll tell you what, unfortunately, as a pastor, you do a fair amount of uh, funerals. And one thing that I don't want to come up on is if I get that call, did they know Jesus? And the answer is no. Because I can't help them then. They've already made they've already made their decision. But you know what? God will use you in that situation to minister to the others. Right? But I'm saying, it's tough when you do a funeral for anybody. But it's all the difference when you know that they know Christ. Because then it becomes a celebration of life. Because you know what? You're shedding off this and stepping into his glory. Amen. You know what? I'm going to tell you something else. I just feel like, Lord, for the, if there's been situations in your life that maybe you didn't share things with somebody. You know what? Move forward. Move forward. Because today's a new day. And you're going to have new opportunities. And we can rely on the Holy Spirit. And we can respond to a need as God shows us. Amen. So engage others and ask the hard questions. Do you know Jesus? Would you like to go to church? How can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? You know, just being a friend can make all the difference in the world. Just caring. I will use one of Angela's favorite, famous lines when I talk to her. You ready? She has no idea what I'm saying. But it just thanks for giving a hoot. Our conversation, we'll talk about this, how you doing all that, and I appreciate that she gives a hoot. She said, just thanks, just thanks for caring. You know, just thanks for caring. You know, send somebody a text, be encouraging. Just tell them, hey man, you know what, I appreciate you today. It makes all the difference. And you know what, we can enjoy the fellowship. How many people enjoy the fellowship? You know what, if it's your first time here and you see people, there's like herding cats in here, that's all right, because they love one another. Yeah, they, they'll be talking, they'll be here, and I grab the guitar, ding, 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 ding. That's the cue. Ding, 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 ding. I got three more people to hug. I don't care. You know what I mean? They're going to make around. They're going to make around. Because we enjoy that fellowship. 
We enjoy that fellowship. There's nothing like having a loving church family. Notice I didn't say a perfect church family. Starting right here. But a loving church family. Right? They can say a whole lot of different things. Well, that guy, this guy, this guy. But you know what? He loves one of the people. Right? You know what? If, if you call, he's coming. As long as he's breathing, he can move. If not, we'll send him. You go, won't you, Tim? There you go. If not, we'll send time. Right? If not, we'll send Angela. If not, we'll send you. Can you say yes? Yeah? Amen. That's what I wanted to get to. Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to come alongside your brothers and sisters? And I pray today, you know what, that, that we embrace that. I'm going to bring it on home with this today. Just care. And, and I said, you know, remember, friends, I said, we can have that roadmap, but never have the destination in our hearts. Never have that destination of heaven in your heart. And that's something. Today, you have the destination of heaven in your heart. You have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that we can know that Christ is in our heart. Not on our arm, not around our neck, not on our bumper sticker. But we can ask him to come into our life today. Today, right here, right now. Don't leave here today without calling on the name of Jesus. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Guess what? All is all. That's me, that's you, that's everyone. But I'm going to tell you the good news, friend. Just like my buddy, I told him. Jesus paid your fire. Your sin debt has been paid in full. But you've got to receive it. You know what? Well, my friend, he had the road map on his arm. Maybe you're here today, you got the road map on your head. But you don't have them in your heart. Take a minute and answer this question where you are. If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? What does the Bible say? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There's one way. And it's through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is receive. I talk to people all the time. They say, buddy, you mean God would send me to hell for stealing an ink pen? I thought he was a good God. He's a good God. He's a perfect God. God's not sending anybody to hell over ink pen. When you choose to reject the only way to heaven, you've chosen. So friends, choose wisely. Choose today. Choose now. And if your choice today is Jesus, you can pray this from your heart with me. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Today, Lord, forgive me. Come into my life and save me. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's you. That's me. That's him. That's her. That's your prayer today. Don't leave here without telling somebody, you know what, buddy? I ask the Lord to come into my life today because we want you to continue to grow in all that God has for you. He seals you. He'll never leave you. He loves you. And we love you too. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.